Hello, my name is Douglas Raymond Hawkins, and you're listening to the podcast Relating in Love. Welcome to episode number 12. This episode will help you do a better job of making plans and reaching your goals. It'll do this by examining the factors that give successful people the ability to maximize their goal potential, and as a result, have the ability to partake in the endeavors that carry them onto the next step of their pathway. This episode will illuminate such vital aspects of goal setting as the importance of managing our time and why we need to be patient at times. We'll get a deeper perspective on goals by observing them from different angles and finally try to get you motivated to set goals. But as always, let's begin with two of this episode's quotes. Charles Colton said, men spend their lives in anticipations in determining to be vastly happy at some period when they have time. But the present time has one advantage over every other. It is our own. Past opportunities are gone. Future have not come. We may lay in a stock of pleasures as we would lay in a stock of wine. But if we defer the tasting of them too long, we shall find that both are soured by age. And Helen Keller said, I long to accomplish a great noble task, but it is my chief duty and joy to accomplish humble tasks as though they were great and noble. This world is moved along not only by the mighty shelves of its heroes, but also by the aggregate of tiny pushes of each honest worker. End quotes. The power and benefit of setting goals. Setting goals gives you something to work towards in life and brings you a sense of purpose. When you set your goals, you are taking the first step toward achieving them. Writing down your goals is crucial because it helps shift you from being in a passive state to being actively involved in your life. The act of writing cements your goals in your mind. In order to get what you want, you have to first figure out what those things are and then find a way to obtain them. A major benefit to setting a goal is to take control of your life. Without goals, you can spend your life running in circles without achieving anything. However, when you stop to set goals and think about the things that you want, you stop living on autopilot and start living a conscious life. In other words, you live on purpose. Rather than allowing other people to tell you what to do, you take charge and think about what you want for yourself, and you also get better results. When you have goals, you are working toward a vision, and you push yourself to achieve the best results instead of sitting back and waiting for things to happen. Whatever gets measured gets improved, and without setting specific targets, there is nothing to work toward. And even if you're working hard, you may, that may not translate into anything. Setting goals also allows you to think ahead. Where do you see yourself in one, three, or five years? When you set goals, you are thinking ahead and creating an action plan. Even if things don't go the way you expected, you can review and adjust your plans and reroute your life toward your vision. It also helps you get motivated because setting goals connects you with your central desires. 
Your goals act as a constant reminder of the things you desire and redirect your focus away from negative obstacles and challenges. When you visualize achieving your goals, it will give you the motivation to take action. Every time you stop to think about your purpose, you gain a renewed sense of energy that will positively influence your behaviors. It will also help you to stay accountable. Instead of just talking, you will act. It is a good idea to set small goals so you can always be accountable for some type of target. If you find you are falling short when you monitor your performance, you can then take the necessary steps to address it. Next, we're going to look at the importance of managing time. Of all the things in this world that are shared by all, there is none more democratic the amount of time each of us receives in the course of a day. The two commonly asked questions in this day are, how are you? And what time is it? Time is something that can exasperate or propel us. We wonder how long the red light will stay red. We wonder why the line at the bank or post office moves so slowly. We wonder why the express lane at the grocery store isn't express at all. We have microwaves for quick meals. We have instant tea, coffee, and most everything else. We travel on fast jets. We fax. We email. We have pages and cell phones for instant access. We live in the now generation. Time is important to us. When things are done has become as important as how well things are done. I believe that this is something that all thinking people agree on and why I find it curious that so many of us have such a hard time managing those 24 hours. The sadly ironic thing is that with all of these time-saving devices, we don't seem to have any more time than we did before. Where did the time go? If indeed we still have 24 hours per day, how do we spend it? Do we squander or invest it? Isn't it strange that we use these same three verbs when speaking of our money? Money is more tangible than time, and in one sense, we can see it slip through our fingers. But our time slip away, slips away as well. This is the reason we are admonished to be wise, to walk carefully, and to watch how we invest our time. We need to make it count. To make the most of our time, we need to understand some things about it. First, time began at creation. With evening and morning being the first day, we still live in that framework. In eternity past, there was no time, and there will be no time in eternity future. Time is peculiar to our sphere now. As someone has said, Man's time sequence has bookends. A second thing we need to understand is that we cannot delay time. Excuse me. We cannot speed it up. It is fixed, and no one knows how long the dash between their birth date and their death date will be. Most of us have most of us have known of people who have survived a very serious illness when a doctor gave them no help and have we not known 
some who have met with an untimely death, as some call it. You see, you just never know. But we do know that we are not in control of it. A third important insight regarding time is that even though we cannot control it, it is our personal responsibility to manage it. The way we use our time reveals our values and priorities. A very important question that we have to ask ask ourselves is, am I someone who wastes my time and has nothing to show for it? Or am I someone who wisely invests my time and my life has the rewards to show for it? It really bothers me when I hear someone say he is just killing time. I wonder if that person understands that he or she can't add or subtract from his or her time. He or she can't borrow time from a friend. He or she can't say to a friend, I'm running short on time today. Can I take an hour from you? You'll still have 23 left. He or she can't do that because each of us only has 24 hours in a day. And how we use our time reflects our priorities. If, for example, we put our mind in neutral for hours daily in front of a television set, that reflects our value system. If you spend time in the morning in quiet meditation reflecting upon the day ahead, that reveals what you value as well. In regard to the responsibility of managing time, there is one caution. Keep your time balanced. For some of us, this is extremely difficult. There are those of us who are workaholics and there are those of us who are lazy. Neither is correct. Most of us understand the need to work. It is the rest part that so many of us get hung up on. When we neglect the need for rest, we pay for it both physically and emotionally. Rest is a wonderful investment of our time, as is work. We need to live in such a way that we get the most out of our time. We must live as each moment counts, because it does. We can always make more money, but we cannot make more time. Once it is gone, it is gone forever. Since it is our responsibility to walk wisely and make the most of our time, we need to know what we are aiming at. Are we killing time? Are we wasting it? Do we have anything to show for our time other than a paycheck? Do we know what our personal mission is here on earth? And have we taken the necessary time to write out a personal mission statement? You could start by writing something like, after considerable thought and soul searching, I have chosen to invest my time by, and then you fill in the blank. Figure up how many days you've lived. Subtract that number from 25,500 days which is the average 70 year span. What do you plan to do with the days you have remaining? You can think of it sort of like a puzzle. Where do you want to put the pieces of that puzzle so that it shows the final picture that you want your life to show? Kathy Seligman said, you can't hit a home run unless you step up to the plate. You can't catch a fish unless you put your line in the water and you can't reach your goals if you don't try. Now let's take a moment to look at the importance of patience. In this hurry up world, waiting for anything can cause us to lose our temper, our good sense and kindness of speech more frequently than we care to think about. 
not to mention admit. I don't know anyone who enjoys waiting in a line. We don't like waiting for stoplights. We don't like waiting in an airport. We don't like waiting for dinner. We want what we want, and we want it now. This frenetic propensity brings up a whole list of questions concerning waiting. How do we know if we are on schedule? Should we, pers- should we be pushing forward or waiting? Why is it so hard to wait? What is the difference between patience and procrastination? Perhaps we misunderstanding what waiting is all about if we don't grasp the difference between waiting and procrastination. Patience has nothing to do with procrastination. Patience is not passive. It is an activity. It is a quiet, active stillness. Patience is a directed, purposeful expectancy. It is a definite directing of our attention toward our goal when we've done all that we can do at any particular point. It is like standing ready, waiting for our next move. Procrastination is putting off something or some action out of habit or laziness. Mark Twain said, keep away from people who try to belittle your ambitions. Some people always do that, but the really great make you feel that you too can become great. Now let's look at the importance of setting goals. Anyone who has achieved any type of success on a consistent basis understands the importance of setting goals. Without them, our lives are at best a toss-up, with priorities being determined by all sorts of external forces. If we don't give serious thought to our goals and how we can reach them, our time, money, and subsequently our emotions will be directed by others. I've heard it said that if you aim for nothing, you are bound to hit it every time. The truth within these words is evident in people who wander wander through life with no specific ambition. It's common sense to set goals you want to attain and then map out a plan of action. The month of January is naturally a time of reflection on the past year and evaluating our performance during that year. We think back on what we hope to have accomplished and what was actualized. When we search for the reasons we are unable to get all of the items to do on our to-do list done, we lament that we simply didn't have enough hours in a day. Then why, I have to ask, do some people, whom I refer to as goal masters, seem to get to so much more of their list checked off than others? I believe that those individuals know how to make their time work for them instead of the other way around. Think about it for a minute. We set goals all the time. Try having a wedding without a goal, a plan. Try starting a new business without a business plan. Try building a house without a blueprint. The outcome would be a disaster. Most people who work understand the importance of goals and plans in the business world, yet too many fail to see the importance of goals and plans in their personal life. It is obvious from the way we plan our careers that we accept, even if only in a limited sense, the value of setting goals. We know that goal setting is effective in reaching our career objectives. The top salesperson in the company has a sales strategy. 
a plan that will ensure his or her rank among the other salespeople. He or her wouldn't, he or she wouldn't think about entering the competitive field without a plan detailing the way or he or she intends to reach the established goal. And this is why this person often collects the largest bonus at the end of the year. The application seems obvious, yet very often we act as though it is unnecessary to set goals in our personal life and for personal growth. John Wolfgang Van Gogh said, one always has time enough if one will apply it well. What is not started today is never finished tomorrow. And now we get to section of this episode that I'd like to refer to as now for something completely different. Those of you that have listened to the introductory to this podcast will understand what this is about. This is a poem that I came across and it was written by Leo Bascalia and the name of it is Dare to Risk. He wrote, to laugh is to risk appearing the fool. Well, so what? Fools have a lot of fun. To weep is to risk being called sentimental. Of course I'm sentimental. I love it. Tears can help. To reach out to another is to risk involvement. Who's risking? I want to be involved. To expose feelings is to risk showing your true self. What else do I have to show? To place your ideas and dreams before the crowd is to risk being called naive. Oh, I've been called worse things than that. To love is to risk not being loved in return. I don't love to be loved in return. To live is to risk dying. I'm ready for it. Don't you dare shed one tear if you hear that Pascalia blew up in the air or dropped dead. He did it with enthusiasm. To hope is to risk despair and to try is to risk failure. But risks must be taken because the greatest risk in life is to risk nothing. The person who risks nothing does nothing, has nothing, is nothing, and becomes nothing. He may avoid suffering and sorrow, but he simply cannot learn and feel and change and grow and love and live. Chained by his certitudes, he's a slave. He's forfeited his freedom. Only the person who risks is truly free. Try it and see what happens. End of poem. Now we come to the end where I'd like to read more words of wisdom. Harvey McKay said, time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. Once you've lost it, you can never get it back. H.G. Wells said, we must not allow the, the clock and the calendar to blind us to the fact that each moment of life is a miracle and mystery. Henry Van Dyke said, time is too slow for those who wait, too swift for those who fear, too long for those who grieve, too short for those who rejoice. But for those who love, time is eternity. Brian Tracy said, all successful people, men and women, are big dreamers. They imagine what their future could be, ideal in every respect, and then they work every day toward their distant vision, that goal or purpose. 
Kathleen Norris admonishes us that before you begin a thing, remind yourself that difficulties and delays quite impossible to foresee are ahead. If you could see them clearly, naturally you could do a great deal to get rid of them, but you can't. You can only see one thing clearly, and that is your goal. Form a mental vision of that and cling to it through thick and thin. Aristotle educates us to first have a definite, clear, practical ideal, a goal, an objective. Second, have the necessary means to achieve your ends, wisdom, money, materials, and methods. Third, adjust all your means to that end. Vince Lombardi let us know that leaders aren't born, they are made. And they are made just like anything else through hard work. And that's the price we'll have to pay to achieve that goal or any goal. The great painter Pablo Picasso said, our goals can only be reached through a vehicle of a plan in which we must fervently believe and upon which we must vigorously act. There is no other road to success. Thank you very much for joining me for this episode. Please join me for the next next episode next Tuesday when we'll be traveling further along this pathway to love. That Tuesday's episode will illuminate such observations about goals and suggestions, some areas that you might consider on your goal setting journey. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at loveintent at comcast.net. Don't forget to share this podcast with those that you may love. Talk to you Tuesday and make your life a loving one.